When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. <laughs> it is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Canty and Carlin's presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Michelle Smallman alongside Scrooge McDuck. I mean, Chris Canty, who loves the money. And Chris, we've worked together three days in a row now. And I just want to publicly say it's been amazing sharing the microphone with you these past three days. But after I win the billion dollar Powerball tonight, I'm not coming to work tomorrow. So it's it's been great. Thank you. Wow. So you already got your tickets locked and loaded, huh? We are ready to go. I have the winning numbers in hand, and um, I just know I'm going to win it. Isn't that half the battle is manifesting it, believing that you can win? I I love the fact that you're doing that, Michelle, the fact that we're actually talking about it with our audience on the air. Just so you know, you might be having to share that Powerball jackpot with me because I went out and spent $50 on Powerball tickets yesterday. There's no way that the jackpot could be north of a billion dollars and me not get in on this, man. So I had to go out there and get me a ton of Powerball tickets. And I told my wife I'm not sharing them just so we're clear. If I win the Powerball, that is me winning the Powerball and not us winning the Powerball. Just so she understands. Okay, so a line has been drawn in the sand. Now, Chris, I have questions for you here. Do you pick your own numbers or do you leave it up to random? I leave it up to random. Oh, wow. I do. I'm, 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 you know, I, I just don't trust that I'm going to pick the right numbers, especially with the stakes being so high. So I'll let the computer spit out the winning numbers for me, and I'll just cross my fingers when they do the drawing later on tonight. Now, watch the drawing numbers be your birthday, significant dates in your life, your jersey it number. Be. It's going to be all numbers be. that you would choose. Yeah, of course it would be. <laughs> okay. that's, how, that's how these types of things work out. But, Michelle, yeah. we're going to be positive thoughts, yes. positive frame of mind, because we're both about our bag. We want to make sure that we, we get our money, just like Zach Martin down there with the Dallas Cowboys. Because apparently right. he ain't happy about his money. He is not happy at all. He is hoping to get some money just like we are with the billion-dollar Powerball. So news coming out today that team captain and all-pro guard, excuse me, six-time all-pro guard, I better throw some respect on his name, Zach Martin, he is considering not reporting to training camp for the Dallas Cowboys because he's unhappy with his contract and the team's lack of interest in restructuring it. Martin said he is, quote, woefully underpaid relative to the market. Now, Chris, he's scheduled to make about $7 million less this season than the NFL's top-paid guards. Just as a bit of a reference point here, Quentin Nelson of the Colts and Chris Lindstrom of the Falcons, they're at the top of that list at an average of $20 million. We know how productive Zach Martin has been, as I mentioned. He is 6 all-pro team nods. He's 32. He's one of the most highly productive players at any position. He only gave up three sacks on a 96% pass block win rate last year. That's the eighth best in the league. So when you're looking at this situation with Zach Martin and the Dallas Cowboys, how do you think this is going to shake out? I hope it doesn't get ugly for the Cowboys' sake because I don't see this team realizing the expectations that they have on this season without a happy Zach Martin. And Michelle, it's hard to quantify 
the impact of an interior guard on your offensive line, also on what your offense can produce and ultimately your team winning because there aren't a whole lot of stats that can paint the picture in terms of how good Zach Martin really is. Last year, he was eighth in pass block win rate. He was eighth in total number of run block wins. All you need to know is this guy is one of the best football players in the National Football League. He's a top two player on the Dallas Cowboys roster, and he might not be number two. Know what I'm saying? Yep. He's that good. It's Zach Martin, it's Michael Parsons, and everybody else on the Cowboys. That's how good Zach Martin is. And I know he's listed as a guard, but remember, this guy stepped in and played tackle for this team when they were in a pinch, when they were dealing with some injuries a couple of years ago along the offensive line at the tackle spot. So Zach Martin can do it all. And for context, he's scheduled to make $13.5 million this year. The top-paid offensive lineman, Laramie Tunzel with the Houston Texans, he's got a cap hit of $26.6 million. So he's making about half of what the top-paid offensive lineman is making in the National Football League. That is absolutely absurd. So when you look at Zach Martin's deal, two years left remaining on his contract, understanding where he's at age, being on the other side of 30, it's time for him to get another big bite at the apple while he's still in the prime of his career. And if the Dallas Cowboys... Have, have any ambitions of competing for a championship, they've got to make sure that number 70 is happy in order to get that done. Absolutely. And another thing, Chris, that I just looked up, the best ability is availability. He's only missed eight games, just eight games in his entire career since he was drafted in 2014, which is just remarkable. Now, we know how much pressure is on the Dallas Cowboys always, but especially heading into this season. We actually had you give us your top five list of the individuals in the NFL that were under the most pressure this season. You had Mike McCarthy at number five, the Dallas Cowboys head coach, and Dak Prescott coming in at number one. So if Zach Martin is considering not reporting to training camp and he's unhappy and and the Dallas Cowboys can't find a way to get this done quickly. What does this mean for Dak, Mike McCarthy, and that offense? Well, they're not going to accomplish what the plan they plan to or hope to hope to accomplish this year. That that's that's simple. I mean, Zach Martin sets the stage for that entire unit on the offensive side of the ball, and it only gets exponentially harder given the departure of Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator. Now Mike McCarthy has to wear the responsibility of not only being the head coach but being the head play caller and having to live without one of your best players along the offensive front. The offensive line was the strong suit for that Dallas Cowboys offense. It's been the identity since Dak and Ezekiel Elliott arrived in Dallas in 2016. The offensive line has been the catalyst for everything that the Cowboys have tried to accomplish. And if you've got to go into this season without having your best offensive lineman available – then it's going to be a tough road to tow early on. Think about this. Zach Martin plays the guard position. If for whatever reason this becomes an extended holdout in training camp and bleeds into the regular season, guess who the first two opponents for the Dallas Cowboys are this season? Primetime game with the New York Giants going up against an all-pro defensive tackle in Dexter Lawrence. Yeah. Second week of the season, primetime prime game, 425 standalone game against the New York Jets. All-pro Quentin Williams might be the best interior defensive lineman in the entire National Football League. Is your offense going to stand a chance going up against those two defensive fronts, those two defensive players without Zach Martin? Forget about it. No.
It's over before it even begins. So you absolutely have to have Zach Martin there. You have to have him at the start of training camp. You have to have him ready to go and happy about his situation. Michelle, I've been saying this for a really long time, and I got to stand by this. The Dallas Cowboys, albeit a talented team, have a lot going on in the way of distractions. What's going on with Dak Prescott? What's been going on with the front office and having guys like Trevon Diggs and CeeDee Lamb angling for contracts, wanting to get those done? Are they going to extend Dak Prescott? Now you're throwing the Zach Martin of it all into the mix. This feels like a very combustible situation. And on top of that, you have the layer of Mike McCarthy being in a prove-it season. If he doesn't go on a deep playoff run, he's not going to be around beyond 2023. It just seems like there's a lot of pressure in Dallas and, and and there has the potential for this team to go off the rails before this thing even really gets going because of all of the moving parts and because of the pressure that's on these individuals this season. I I, I can't imagine how they're going to be able to 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 compete at a high level without having one of their best players in Zach Martin in the fold at the start of training camp and at the start of the regular season. This is one of those contracts that Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones. Have to have to hold their nose and they have to go out and pay it and get it done because it's impossible to overcome or offset the loss of Zach Martin for any period of time throughout training camp in the regular season. Why don't you think then, Chris, that they just already nipped this in the bud? If he's going public with this and he's ready to hold out, clearly there have been conversations behind the scenes. And exactly to your point, there's no way that they can compete without Zach Martin. He is the most important person on that offense. So if you're Jerry Jones, if you're Stephen Jones, if you're anyone in that front office, why haven't you handled this already? Well, I don't know. Zach Martin has been angling for a contract behind the scenes for the last couple of years, and the Mm -hmm. Cowboys have been reluctant to renegotiate. I don't know why they haven't gotten it done. Now, he's 32 years old, and so maybe they they, they want to be in a position where they can take it year by year with him. The only problem with that is that this guy is one of the very best players at his position in the National Football League. And usually those guys don't have to worry about going year to year. They're usually paid at the top of the market when it comes to their respective position. The fact that Zach Martin is so woefully underpaid is is absolutely ridiculous. And this is another one of those contracts that the Dallas Cowboys are going to have to deal with. Now, here's the thing. The Cowboys do have to worry about the contracts of CeeDee Lamb and Trevon Diggs and Micah Parsons, who will be eligible for a contract extension after 2023. They have a lot of big money deals that they're going to have to dole out. But... What I would say to that is you have to take care of the, the guys that got you to this point where you opened up this championship window, and Zach Martin absolutely is one of them, which is why it's a deal that you've got to get done this this preseason so it's not a concern going into the regular season because if the Cowboys don't have Zach Martin early on, their season's dead before it even starts. He's Chris Canty. I'm Michelle Smallman. Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Michelle, the New York Jets open training day. camp for the first day of the rest of our lives mm. with Aaron Rodgers. It's been like a dream month so far. I have an excitement about coming down Jets Drive. I think he's a man on a mission right now. Win the Super Bowl or shut up. J-E-T-S! Michelle, I know we got to get to the New York Jets. They're reporting to training camp today. Aaron Rodgers is in the building. But just to put a bow on this Cowboys conversation, 
if we've learned anything from the 2022 season, it's that if you can control the line of scrimmage on the offensive side of the ball, you can win championships. Look at the two teams competing for a Super Bowl, the Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. Both of them were dominant at the line of scrimmage on the offensive side of the ball. If the Cowboys want to win a championship, they've got to be dominant on the offensive line. You can't be dominant without having one of the best players, one of the best offensive linemen in all of football in Zach Martin. Just putting that out there, if Jerry and Steven want to win a championship, you got to go ahead and pay Zach Martin make him happy. I'm glad that you brought that point up, and it was it was very important. And now to the Jets, as you were mentioning. So the Cowboys want to win a Super Bowl. The, they need to pay Zach Martin if that's the case. The Jets went out and got their man in Aaron Rodgers. The Jets rookies and veterans are reporting to camp today. Aaron Rodgers officially in the building in New York. And again, let's talk about what they gave up to get him. They agreed to trade. The Packers did. They agreed to trade Aaron Rodgers along with their 2023 first-round pick. That's number 15 overall. The 2023 fifth-round pick. That's number 170. In return, they got the Jets' 2023 first-round pick. That's number 13 overall. A 2023 second-round pick, number 42. And a 2023 sixth-round pick. So, Chris, when you think about everything that the Jets gave up to acquire Aaron Rodgers, is it Super Bowl or bust for them this year? It's 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 They got to win a Super Bowl. They, they have to win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Think about the compensation. So not only did they swap first-round draft picks with the Packers this year, so the Packers got to hire the two first-rounders this year, it, it ended up being a situation where it cost the New York Jets an opportunity to get Broderick Jones to tackle out of Georgia. He ended up getting drafted by the Steelers. But think about that. You did the pick swap in this year's first round. You gave up a second-round pick in the 2023 draft, and you're giving up what's going to amount to a first-round pick due to Aaron Rodgers' playtime in the 2024 draft. So you're talking about two premium draft picks and a pick swap in the first round. That's a lot to give up for a quarterback that will be 40 at the end of this season. It's about winning a championship now. There is no tomorrow. I get that there are Jets fans out there that are saying, well, you know, maybe Aaron Rodgers plays a couple of seasons. Maybe it's not just about 2023. No. At this stage in Rodgers' career, it is a year-to-year proposition. And everybody wants to look at his 2022 production and say that that's an outlier because this guy is two seasons removed from winning back-to-back MVPs. But, Michelle, as we've learned in the National Football League, life comes at you fast. And guys fall off a cliff. I know the Jets want to win a championship, but guess what? There have only been three quarterbacks age 40 or older that have won a single playoff game. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and there's one more that I'm missing. But, Michelle, that, that, that's it. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and George George Blanda and Brett Favre. And Brett George Favre, Blanda yeah. was a kicker in the game that he played in, so I don't even know if you can count him. Those are the guys that have won one playoff game age 40 or older. And correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're going to win a Super Bowl, you got to win more than one playoff game in the postseason. That's so, right. so that that is what the Jets are committing to. They're saying that Aaron Rodgers can go on a Tom Brady-esque run comparable to what we saw in Tampa circa 2020. That, that's what they're betting on. But that is absolutely the expectation. That is the bar to clear for the New York Jets. And that's why this is an important time for that franchise because you're leaning on Aaron Rodgers' experience and having him to impart uh, his wisdom to those guys in that locker room, relatively young players that have no clue what playoff football or championship football is all about. 
That's right. So by week 13, he's going to be 40 years old. And we know that Father Time is undefeated. So you have to be concerned about the physical nature of this. But also, Chris, what about the the mental nature? This is a guy who went in the darkness, didn't even know if he was going to come back or not. He was ready to retire before he went in there and, and came back and eventually got his way and got to New York. I just wonder... I mean, you know better than anybody the the physical and mental rigors that you have to go through to be able to not only get ready to play a season but sustain that throughout a season. It's so taxing. And once you get to a certain point in your career, you have to wonder if you're going to have that too. So year to year indeed, not only physically but mentally for Aaron Rodgers. So I think it's Super Bowl or bust for them based on the compensation and the fact that Aaron Rodgers might not come back next season. You agree. Lewis Riddick, our ESPN NFL analyst, is it Super Bowl or bust for the Jets this year? Nope, no, no. Don't enjoy it. I don't want them to enjoy nothing. I want them to get to the Super Bowl, and if not, you're going to be miserable because that's what you get. Because you've been saying all offseason, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. I agree with Aaron. Aaron this, Aaron that. All last year, what was it? If we had a quarterback, we would be winning the division. We'd be smoking Buffalo. Yep. New England wouldn't even be in the picture. We could deal with Kansas City. We can deal with Cincy. We'd be as good as anybody. Well, what did they do this offseason? They went all in. They got the four-time MVP. He brought his offensive coordinator. He brought a couple of his boys in Lazard and Cobb. They have firepower on the perimeter. They've got a shutdown type caliber defense. No. Win the Super Bowl or shut up. Win the Super Bowl or shut up, according to Lewis Riddick. Okay, so we know the defense is solid. When you look at Aaron Rodgers in this new-look Jets offense, what's the biggest concern? My biggest concern is the offensive line. And and I know that they're expecting big things from Makai Becton, who's supposed to be in the best shape of his life. But, Michelle, stop me if you've heard that one before. This is a guy (laughs) after his rookie season that hasn't been able to stay healthy, that hasn't been able to keep his weight in check. Now, I've I've said this in the past. Nothing motivates a guy like Fresh Cash. And Makai Becton is angling for a contract extension. So we'll see what version of him shows up. You got Elijah Vera Tucker. And you got Lakin Tomlinson. I'm I'm interested to see if Dwayne Brown can hang out. Uh, can 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 uh, can make sure that he can stay healthy and Max Mitchell, their young guy at right tackle. I'm interested to see how that group rounds into shape, rounds into form because they're the ones that are going to be charged with keeping Aaron Rodgers upright. Mm-hmm. You don't want a lot of moving parts along the offensive line with the quarterback that's 39 years old, and so that's the thing that concerns me the most with the Jets' offense and, and with this team's prospects overall. It's not the defensive side of the ball because that group is championship caliber. It's on offense, along the offensive line. Can that group stay healthy? And do they have the requisite chemistry and rapport to work together to keep Aaron Rodgers clean and keep him upright for 17-game regular season and postseason? I think that's the thing that Jets fans need to be weighted with bated breath about Can Aaron Rodgers stay healthy? Can our offensive line keep our quarterback clean? He's Chris Canty. I'm Michelle Smallman. Coming up next on Canty and Carlin, which is more likely, that Aaron Rodgers has an MVP-type season or we see his 2022 struggles? We're going to get into that with Sam Acho. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle 
and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. He's Chris Canty. I'm Michelle Smallman. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Well, we were just talking last segment about the New York Jets. It's reporting day. Let's bring our ESPN football analyst, Sam Acho, into the conversation. First of all, Sam, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. And second of all, when you look at the Jets on reporting day before we head into the season, with everything they've given up for Aaron Rodgers, is it Super Bowl or bust for the Jets this season? Well, Michelle, thanks for having me. Glad to be on. Honestly, it's not. And, like, I, I, I get the whole Super Bowl or, or bust mantra and belief, and I, I can rock with that to a certain extent. Um, but I think a successful season for the Jets, of course, every team – like, here's the reality, right? Every team, when they start off training camp, it's like, yeah, hey, we're going to the Super Bowl. Every team believes that. No team's going sit to sit out and say, we're not going to make it. But I think a successful season for the Jets is, number one, yes, going to the playoffs. Number two, you talk about like winning in the playoffs. I'm talking about AFC championship game, et cetera, right? Even if you don't get there, I think that would be a success for this Jets team. I don't think we would look at this team and say you were a failure because you lost to, let's say, the Bengals in the AFC championship game and the Bengals won win the Super Bowl. And so I, I hear, I understand where people come from, Super Bowl or bust, but I think, I think there's other ways of success for this New York Jets team. Acho, what's your biggest concern for the Jets in terms of them being able to compete for a championship. What's the biggest area of concern that you have about this team realizing those expectations? I still think about the running game, and I think about how dynamic Brees Hall was last year, not only at, as, a, as a runner, but as a receiver out of the backfield. I understand there were some issues with drops early on, but uh, we all witnessed some of the games where we would catch a screen and take it to the house. And so Brees Hall will not be healthy to start the season. And so 
how and also the Jets' first six games is, is a gauntlet, right? Four of the six yep. games, really, you know, playoff. You know, you got Cowboys, you got um, Eagles in there. The so, best defense is in the NFL. The best <laughs> defense. The first six weeks, the best defense is in the NFL. <laughs> correct, right? Patriots in there as well. So my concern is, how will you start the season? without a guy like Brees Hall. I understand, like, I'm a huge fan of Zonovan Knight. He had some great success last year when Brees Hall went down. And I think that there's ways that you can have success offensively. But it is a gauntlet for those first six weeks. And so I'm not overly concerned. I think that towards the tail end of the season, their schedule gets significantly easier, right? Their last six games, they only play one playoff team, right? And so I think the the combined record of the last six games of the teams they played last year is like a 46% winning percentage, maybe even lower. Um, And so... I just, I just I, Brees Hall is extremely dynamic. He was the same way at Iowa State. He started that way last year. I just don't know what it's going to be like without him. Talking with ESPN football analyst Sam Acho on Canty and Carlin. And Acho switching gears and going down to Big D. How concerned should Cowboys fans be about the latest news with Zach Martin potentially not reporting to training camp being in a contract dispute with the franchise? Uh, they should absolutely be concerned if he doesn't sign, right? If Jerry Jones gets it all figured out, gets him, you know, because Zach Martin's saying, hey, he's underpaid relative to um, not only his value, but also his Madden rating, right? The first guard since 2003 to be named a 99 overall in Madden, right? Like, he's obviously one of the best offensive linemen to play the game. If he doesn't get signed and he doesn't, if he actually misses games, it'll definitely be a concern. Offensive line, in so many ways, was a concern last year with almost like this rotating piece that what are we doing at left tackle, at left guard. Now you lose, if, if you lose, a Zach Martin who's made the Pro Bowl eight of his last nine years, the only time he didn't make it was 2020 when he missed 10 games, then you should definitely be concerned, especially considering the fact you no more Kellen Moore, so different offensive coordinator. I get it, McCarthy's going to be calling plays, but you don't want that much more turnover with a new running back, a new play caller, new, you know, a second year maybe tackle um, in Tyler Smith. You don't want that. Sam, another fan base that should be concerned are the New York Giants. Saquon Barkley did not get the long-term deal done with the Giants. We don't know when he's going to report. There's word out there that he might consider sitting out the entire season. Same question that Chris just posed to you about the Cowboys. How concerned should Giants fans be about Saquon's situation? I don't think the Giants fans should be concerned. You said another place of concern, Michelle. I actually don't see that. I don't. I don't think Saquon's going to sit out the whole season, right? I don't know where we're hearing that. Maybe somebody's reported it. Maybe they haven't. I don't believe that to be true because it doesn't make any sense. You saw Le'Veon Bell do that, and it obviously didn't work out well for him. And so I actually get really excited about the Giants. I get excited about another year under AP Coach of the Year, Brian Dable, another year with Daniel Jones, right, cutting down the turnovers and even his running ability, over 700 yards rushing, seven touchdowns. I get excited about Darren Waller. I get excited about that defense. And so I think Saquon will play albeit reluctantly, maybe he might miss a game, but I don't think he's sitting out the whole season. So if I'm the Giants or Giants fans, I'm not concerned. Acho, just taking a step back and looking at the running back market as a whole, I'm asking you to put your union hat on. Are we entering a place now with the running back market where young players are going to be incentivized to hold out after their third year to try to take advantage of being able to leverage their prime years at that position? Because it's clear once players get to free agency, teams don't want to give them long-term deals because of the wear and tear that they've gone through. So are we now entering a territory because of how the market has been depressed where young running backs are incentivized to hold out after their third season when their first contract extension eligible? I don't think, Chris, that in necessarily the third-year holdout, that'll be the lever that'll be pulled to try and help 
running backs receive what they perceive to be their value. Um, but I do think the union will have to get involved in some way, shape, or form. When I say union get involved, sometimes it's providing direction and strategy, right? I spent four years as the executive, as a, on the executive committee of the NFLPA. I was vice president for four years, right? Was a, a team representative for nine or essentially my whole career. And there are, I think that if we want real change, it's going to take more than just running backs posting on social media or asking owners to give a reason for why you're not paying us, right? It's going to take actually potentially running back sitting out <laughs> or the union saying, hey, let's find a way um, to, to make a change. And there's different ways you can do that through, you know, obviously the collective bargaining agreement was already signed, but there's conversations you can have. But in any negotiation, it's give and take. What are you going to give if you want to find a way to, to help running backs receive what they perceive to be their value, right? Value is what you get, what you, what you actually get. So you may say my value is X, but it's like, why am I not getting paid this much? Well, they don't perceive it to be such. So how do I change that? Sam, let's pivot to college football. It's SEC Media Days. We're getting geared up for the college football season. Our conversation on the show today is kind of a Mad Libs question, and we want you to fill in the blank about college football. College football is best when blank is good. Michelle, you made this too easy for me. I got my horns up. Texas. College <laughs> football. Ah, here we go. But let me tell you why, Nancy. Hold on. Before, before we, <laughs> let, me, let me peel back some layers, right? So here's the thing, right? USC, for all intents and purposes, is is I mean they're you know they're they're back Caleb Williams right like boom they're good right LSU man you saw the the hype that's there um, so all some of these other teams right USC LSU Alabama Georgia right they're living up to expectations even Notre Dame like Notre Dame has some uh, obviously starting off 0 2 last year a ways to go to get back into that national championship or college football playoff conversation Texas needs to get there too why number one you talk about the brand one of the highest earning teams in all of college football, right? University of Texas. And then secondly, you're going to the SEC. They're starting this year, the, what is it called, the All-State Crossbar Classic, Texas-Alabama. Right now, one's in the Big 12, one's in the SEC. Well, next year, both will be in the SEC. Texas will be playing teams like Georgia, Bama, LSU, Arkansas, A&M. And so if you're not competing with those teams, then it makes the game not as for me, not as interesting. And so you put a team like Texas, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, Get those teams back into that conversation of getting into the college football playoff. And obviously, OU's been there, but the last couple of years they haven't. Get that team there. Get those teams there. Then I would, as my college coach, you say, or NFL coach, you say, then we're cooking with grease. <laughs> All right, Otto. So Quinn Ewers is going to be the starting quarterback. Does he finish the season as the starting quarterback? Is it going to be Malik Murphy? Oh well, um, false choice. I'll start with that false choice because uh, yeah, I, you know, Quinn, you. Uh, uh, Arch, Arch Manning is obviously we think he's in a red shirt, but hey, you never know. I think if Quinn's healthy, he finishes the season. Period. Right? Okay. Like this dude, I saw him at the media day last week, and it wasn't just him. All the quarterbacks, but physically, his body has changed, matured. I called a couple of Texas games last year. Got a chance to spend time with him. He looks physically different than he did last year, and it's not just the haircut, right? Physically, his body's changed. <laughs> Even maturity. Uh, you talk to him, and he's like, "Yeah, man, last year it was a little bit of a." Um, people say, what, drinking from a fire hose or like just trial by fire kind of thing. It was just, it was hard. But now I have another year under Sark, another year in this system. And so if he's healthy, I think he finishes. And that's not a huge caveat, right? He he got hurt in Alabama, missed a few games last year, or at the Alabama game last year, missed some games. And so if he's healthy, he definitely finishes the season. I'm I'm high, high, high on Quinn Dewar's arm talent is is obvious. Um, It's just for me about his health. 
Our ESPN football analyst, Sam Acho, with us. Follow him on social media at the Sam Acho. Sam, great conversation. Thanks so much for the time. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you all. He's Chris Canty. I'm Michelle Smallman. And coming up next, Jordan Poole getting sucker punched before last season. It was a red flag for the Warriors. But it was Draymond Green who detailed the situation recently on the Pat Bev podcast. You're going to hear from the four-time champion and about the fallout that followed next. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I'm Michelle Smallman. He's Chris Canty. And Chris, we all remember the uh, Draymond Green Jordan Poole incident. Oh, Jordan- how could we forget, Michelle? <laughs> how could we? How could we forget? How could we ever possibly forget the incident which Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole dur- during Golden State's 2022 training camp? And just in case people did forget, it's back in the news. So Draymond Green was on the Pat Bev pod with Patrick Beverly and was asked about the situation with Jordan Poole. And he explained kind of how this all went down. I don't just hit people. Dialogue, of course, happens over time, and you you usually ain't just triggered by something like that fast, you know, right. to that degree. You know what I'm saying? Like this is a team. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nobody on my team triggering me. You know, in a in an instant. You know, we know stuff that you don't say amongst men. You know what I'm saying? We we you know we know you know things that you have to stand on. He's not wrong, Michelle, <laughs> and that's a part of why I love a locker room because mm-hmm. there are certain things that can get worked out in that workplace environment that you typically don't see in other workplace environments. Like if you're working for a fortune 500 company, if you're corporate thugging, like there, there are certain behaviors that aren't going to be tolerated, aren't going to be allowed. If you got an issue with a coworker, you got to go down the hall to HR. Uh-huh. But guess what? 
in the NFL or the NBA or Major League Baseball clubhouse, you ain't got to worry about that. You can get your issue with your teammate right then and there. And like men, you can settle it. You can go, you can see them about them hands and y'all can get it resolved. Where I have an issue with what Draymond Green did to Jordan Poole during training camp last year is that even though they were face to face, it felt like a sucker punch situation when they were in the midst of practice. And that's the part that I don't appreciate about it. Like, if you have an understanding, like, look, we're going to go to the locker room and we're going to lock up and we're going to fight and our teammates going to be surrounding us and it's going to be one-on-one, cool. But there, it didn't seem to be that understanding in that moment where Draymond Green stole off on Jordan Poole. That's what I had a problem with. And you could see that the chemistry with the Golden State Warriors wasn't quite right after that throughout the entirety of the regular season and the postseason. And now... It's not a coincidence that we saw Mike Dunleavy in one of his first uh, transactions as a general manager in Golden State decided that he was going to ship Jordan Poole off to Washington. There was a reason for it. Jordan Poole and Draymond Green could no longer coexist. Jordan Poole was a lesser player than he was two years ago when that team made a run to the NBA Finals. And so it just seemed like you had to get rid of one of those guys so you could have some normalcy in the way of chemistry with the Golden State Warriors. But I would say this to Draymond Green, it, it felt like that was one of those moves, one of those altercations where where he might have been a little bit of out of pocket in terms of swinging on a teammate. That was the way that I saw it. Mm-hmm. Maybe the players in the locker room feel differently about it, but it was clear that there was a chemistry issue, issue with that team last season, and it all seems to spur or stem from that moment in training camp. Chris, is it kind of an unspoken rule that if you're going to do stuff like that, it has to be within the confines of the locker room? Because at practice, there's people there, media can be there. Is it, uh, we're going to handle our business, but as long as it's in our own home, per se? Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right, Michelle. And that that is one of those things that what's understood ain't got to be said. And Mm -hmm. we do things closed doors. The one thing about the locker room is ain't no cameras in there. Correct. There was a camera at the practice, which is why the whole world got to see Draymond Green steal off on Jordan Poole. And that's embarrassing for both players. And so that's hard to come back from that. It's hard to walk that back. Now, I'll say this. If the whole world saw that one of my teammates sucker punched me, Michelle, let me tell you what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, I'm going to come to work every single day, and me and Draymond Green going to fight. And we're going to fight every day <laughs> until I win or until I'm satisfied. But that's how it's going down. Because you challenge my manhood, not just in front of my teammates and coaches, but in front of the whole world. And it ain't never going to be right. And that was the mistake that Draymond Green made. And as a team leader, you can't do things like that. You can't embarrass your guys in front of the whole world, which is why you handle those types of fights, altercations, and disagreements in the locker room behind closed doors where nobody but the team can see it. So you're going to make sure that you get it right. You're going to make sure that the cameras are there and that it's tweeted out on social media and that everybody knows that you've responded. Yeah, I'm going to make sure if I got stolen that everybody sees the clap back. I'm going to get my lick back, Michelle. That's how it's going now. It ain't going to be no peace. It ain't going to be no rest until the whole world knows that I saw that man about stealing. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.